Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm both grateful and excited that you're here with me today. Currently on the show, we're following my journey as a creator, entrepreneur, and future family man. I'll be sharing the ups, the downs, and really everything in between in order to bring encouragement, motivation, and drive to your own daily life. So let's go out together and create the lives we want to live. Hello and welcome to another episode, another awesome business interview, if I may say. Super excited to jump into this today. It is a husband and wife couple, which I love to hear from, and they're going to talk a lot about how they work together and just give overall so much great advice and really sharing an inside look of their journey, where they're headed, and really how putting your faith in God can really get you so far in your own business endeavors and really in your life. So if you are ready, let's get started with The Good Baking Company. I'd love for you guys just to start with introducing yourselves, give us your names, where you're located, and then maybe a fun hobby that you like to do so when you're not in your business, what do you enjoy doing? Well, good evening. My name is Tremaine Smith. I am co-partners here with my lovely wife here in the, the baking industry here. Whenever I'm not assisting her, I'm actually doing my own business as car detailing and a little bit of mechanic work on the side as well. And my name is Deegan and I am the head baker of our baking company. And I am a wife, mother of two young girls, and a homemaker. <laughs> nice. Definitely keeps you busy then, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and you guys are located in North Carolina, right? Yes, we're located in Mebbin, North Carolina. I'm originally from Connecticut, and my husband is originally from uh, Goldsboro. So was that a big change then for where you are now? Um, from Connecticut, yes. Yeah. I live in <laughs> Norwalk, Connecticut. And it's a, it's a small town, but a very um, busy town. So moving here to North Carolina, things are much slower in certain parts. And the transportation, you definitely need to have a car versus mm -hmm. life. You know, you have bus, subway, metro and everything. So it was an adjustment. I'm still adjusting. And I've been here for, what, six years? <laughs> six, seven years. So... <laughs> We have some family in South Carolina, and back when I was in middle school, we had visited, and I just thought it was so weird that everyone knew about everyone. Yeah. Like, you'd go, we went to church, and they're like, oh, this is so-and-so, and so-and-so, and this is their daughter, and we saw them at the the, yeah. <laughs> the market, and here's the drama, and my cousin was telling me, like, you can't do anything, because there's parents and grandparents watching you. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's how it is in Mebbin. Everyone knows everyone is, I think it was called the biggest little town in the country. So yes, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> and can you give a short description of your company, your business? What does it do as well as the name? I'll start with the name. The name actually generated from me just actually looking at my wife, actually, you know, and um, know how good and pleasant she looks. And also, everything she makes is quite refreshing to the taste. And that was one of the things how we even got together is because of her baking. She made a cake, and five years later, I'm still here. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, if you haven't already assumed, our business is a baking company, um, which we have actually ventured out into catering as well. So we do baking and catering, and the name of our business is The Good Baking Company. 
LLC. What we sell are definitely baked goods, cakes, pies, cookies, and we also sell different foods, hot foods, and grilled foods. My husband is the pit master, so that's his specialty. The pictures of the food look so good. I just had a little to eat before this, but I was still looking through. I'm like, man, this looks good, and this looks good. And then you go to desserts, and you're like, and that also looks really right. good. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And when did you first get started with baking or with being a grill master? How did that look like in your guys' lives from like, did you grow up doing this when you were younger? Did you like to cook versus baking, you know, the sweets versus the meals that you do? Because I'm always interested by that because I grew up, my parents taught me how to cook, mostly my mom. And then now I am still at home. Oh looking to get married. <laughs> but I do all the cooking now for dinner. And I'm like, I got to be home because I'm cooking dinner for the family. <laughs> yeah, though that definitely will give you some anxiety, right? <laughs> I got to get home to cook. Well, for me, I grew up, um, my mother baked and she cooked and so did my grandmother, my aunts. So my whole family, immediate family, we grew up in a culture where everyone cooks and bakes. And I actually got started baking when in 2017, but I learned to cook when I was about like 14, 15. And it's funny how it came about. I asked my mother, how does she make the certain cakes and stuff that we had during the holidays? And she said, oh, you know, we just use a Dr. Box cake. And I said, what? (laughs) I said, wait a minute. So you guys didn't cook any cakes or anything from scratch? And she said, you know, a few things, but most of them were Dr. Box cakes. So nothing against Anyone who uses a box cake, let me put that out there. (laughs) That is fine. You do what you have to do. It still tastes delicious. However, I'm thinking, oh, you know, you guys are cracking eggs. You're measuring ingredients. And that is what sparked me to say, hey, you know what? Let me try my hand at scratch baking to see if there are any differences and to really do it because it was a new challenge for me. So that's what's piqued my interest into baking um, was the fact that I found out that, you know, my family was actually doing, you know, doctor cakes. And I said, well, let's try the scratch cakes. So that's how it was for me. So I did grow up uh, cooking, but I didn't really start baking until I was an adult, 2017. Mm. And did you take any classes or lessons or is it mostly just through your own like self-discovery and jumping into it? Um, So, yes, I did take some classes. I took some online courses and I did uh, one class uh, in person. And then, of course, you know, YouTube University, (laughs) plenty (laughs) of videos and lessons that way. So and I found my own niche of where I'm comfortable. So, yep, that worked out for me. I think that's one of the coolest things now for like, I learned to play the piano from YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, people are like, you're so good. I'm like, I'm really not, but (laughs) I can make it seem like it. But like, it's so cool how you can just find so much information. And then I think especially to how you take it into your own thing. I think that's Mm -hmm. what, what is really important. So you're not just like, I'm just copying the people, you know, I got to watch the recipe that's online, but you're like, okay, I see. Cause even now when I will find a recipe. I'm like, okay, this is a suggestion of what they say, but Mm -hmm. I know what I want it to taste like. I always, like my mom will be like, it needs to be exact measurements, which in your business, I assume it does. Mm -hmm. But cooking for the family, I'm like, one teaspoon of cinnamon, that is not enough. We need like (laughs) a good old shake and we just keep going until I'm like, if I can't see the cinnamon, you're not going to taste the cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that you're spot on with that. Um, so it's definitely a lot of trial and errors 
also and creative minds when we come um, come together to create recipes and and tasting our food to make sure it tastes well. How about you? I've been grilling slash smoking. It's a big difference, by the way. Grilling grilling food is it's actually like you just preparing a meal. So it's a shorter time frame than actually smoking meats where you will smoke for 10, 12, 16 hours. And I've been doing that ever since maybe 10 years old. So I've cooked just about everything. I know one time myself, I catered myself for 200 people. So I'm not new to the catering thing. I know how much work it is and everything like that. And I actually started baking too back in 2013 while I was making my cakes from scratch. I mean, my wife hasn't had one yet, but <laughs> I have had one. I have made plenty of them. See, I'm not convinced. If I haven't had one yet, then I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can do both. My mother, she's passed on, but she uh, taught me everything that was in the kitchen. She grew up down south and everything like that. So I picked up a lot of things. Like everybody in my family can cook on both sides. So I came up generation of people that cooked and baked. So I'll, it was easy for me to pick it up with a pot, spoon, and this also allows me to be, get creative as well. And I have my own signature barbecue sauce. And so that's about it. I love barbecue sauce so much. It's one of those things I realize because we don't eat out that much, but I would always find something with barbecue. I'm like, why do I like, I look through the whole menu. I'm like, it's got barbecue. And then I'm the person I'm like, can I have an extra thing of the sauce, please? Mm, yep. Because <laughs> it's another one. I'm like, man, I love those sauces. Yes, yes. We need to send you a sample. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Because mm -hmm. they even at the grocery store, there are so many, even just with barbecue sauce. And I have to stare at all of them like, what is the hints of flavor in mm -hmm. all of these? Because mm -hmm. one time we got the one that has, it's like Jack Daniels, which has like alcohol in it. And I don't know, like, I think it was just went to my head, but I'm like, there's a weird taste to this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, gross. Why did we get this? <laughs> yeah, Rich, then, I don't think uh -huh. there's much alcohol content in it or any at all, but I was just like, I don't like that aftertaste. <laughs> no, the alcohol cooks out once it gets at a higher temperature. So that's why you're not going to taste any alcohol at all. I would always joke if I ever cooked with wine, I was like, this is going to, it's, I can't eat this. <laughs> you know, like I'm too young to eat this. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, you're fine. And and now I'm much older than 21. So yeah, it's completely so fine. <laughs> and what did it look like when you guys were getting into cooking and baking and doing all of that, maybe for your family, for yourselves as enjoyment to then kind of deciding like, oh, should we do this as a business? Or I could do this as a business. We could do it. What did that look like? That really came from encouragement from our family and friends. We are really heavily into our church um, family and our church group. And we would have celebrations. We would celebrate the holy days. And we would always cook and we would always bake cakes. And we would get so many compliments on them. They say, hey, are you selling this? How much, would, how much for this and how much for that? I'll buy a plate. And it just, you know, dawned on us, this could possibly be something that we can make a living off of and provide good quality food for our brothers and sisters at church and for others, you know, all around in our neighborhood. Um, because it was, I think it was right before the pandemic when we started thinking about this is something that we can do, you know, for a business, a family business. And it's something that, you know, we definitely want to pass on to our daughters so they can inherit and run as well because they like to bake and cook as well. 
So that's what sparked it is, hey, you have a passion for it. I have a passion for it. You know, let's work together. And this is within when we were courting each other, talked about certain passions and things like that. And then when we got engaged and got married, it just took off from there. Was it scary at all taking that step? Because I know even with things I've done, small scale things where I'm like, I can do this random talent. And then someone's like, you should show up at an event and do it and we'll pay you. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a whole different thing. Like, and I imagine the same with like baking and cooking and the stuff I've done. I'm like, yeah, I'll bring it, you know, and enjoy it with others. But as soon as you put like a, mm-hmm. you know, someone's paying me for this, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, oh man, yeah. it's a little scary, <laughs> scarier. Yeah, you definitely get nerves. And I still do, you know, even doing this for a few years now, I still do get nerves because you want to make sure that your product is pleasing to your customer and that is everything that they that they ask for. Uh, so of course there are the nervous parts of it, but you have to go in there, you know, with confidence knowing I can do this, this is what I signed up for. Um, this is what I know that, you know, God has given me the gift to do so I can do it. So I just have to shake those nerves. So you let it settle in for like five seconds, you breathe it out and say, all right, let's get it going. And the importance of tasting as you go, right? Mm-hmm. At least with, I mean, I think if you're baking a cake, that's maybe a little harder to do. Like, I guess you could taste the batter, but I know even with like cooking dinners, I'll taste them like, something's weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) add more or like it's not spicy enough Mm -hmm. or there's not Mm -hmm. enough right yeah exactly as i said you know before trial and error but my husband he's not he's not scared of anything (laughs) he's like look we're just gonna do it this is what we said we're gonna do we're gonna do it so i definitely feed off of off of his spirit off of his energy when it comes to challenges so he helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, cooking, you have to be confident in knowing what you're cooking and confident in yourself that you can do it. You know, I mean, that's why I've never been scared to cook for anyone. I just add certain questions. Do you like it sour, sweet, spicy, hot? And once I get an answer from those, I can generate what flavor that they're looking for. And then when I produce the product, it's better than what they ask. Because with everything you do, you have to have a passion for it. And if your love and passion is not there, it's not going to be the best product to deliver to someone. I think that's great. And I always like when I'm cooking for a family or like we have everyone over for a birthday party, that sort of thing. It's just seeing how it can bring people together. Mm -hmm. So on top of like having the good food, that's one of my favorite things. And when I've been home alone, I'm like, I don't want to cook for myself. Like that's Mm -hmm. boring. I want to cook for a family. And I eventually want lots of kids. I'm like, I'm going to so look forward to that. We're going to make a big meal. And then when I cook alone, I'm like, what is missing? And I'm like, oh, it's like that sense of community. And like, mm-hmm. when you have it all together, then it's like, whoa, this is, it's there. Like everything fits together so nicely. Yeah, definitely food brings the people around together. And it, it's kind of, it goes, you know, hand in hand. And I'd love to know about how being a family run company and business works. I mean, you've already kind of touched on it since the beginning, but I think that is something where I had worked in a startup and it was a co-founding husband and wife duo. And some people, when I would tell them that, they're like, oh, I couldn't imagine being you know, stuck in business with you know your, your partner and your husband or wife. But I always thought the opposite. I was like, 
I would prefer that when you, especially in the startup world and having a small business, like you guys know, it takes a ton of work and a ton of time. And so I throw back at him like, well, would you want your wife working with another man (laughs) for 20 hours a day? I mean, not that many hours, but you know, a good 10 to 12 hours. And I'm like, I think it's so much better in my opinion, but I love to hear that from people that, you know, are married and are a family run business of like, how does that work? What does that look like? Well, Mike's like this here. It's a lot of fun because you're not working with a stranger. And it makes doing whatever order you do a lot better and smoother because you actually work with somebody that you know. And you also can trust that person as well. And you can receive the right criticism for your work as well, knowing that they're not just saying it to be, you know, nasty. They're telling you so you can improve what you're doing. So that's one of the the best things about working together with my wife that we can do that and not want to throw frying pans at each other like that. (laughs) So Right. It's the total opposite. Now that's not to say that, you know, there's there we never have discussions about things that may go wrong or have gone wrong. Um, but the way that we handle them is like how we handle them in our marriage. And so how we're working as business partners um, very closely mimics how we are as husband and wife. And that's what is really important and able for us to work together so smoothly is because we handle it just how we would handle things within our marriage. There are a lot of sleepless nights (laughs) when we have big orders. And when he, because he works when he's doing the, when he has orders for the grill, that's when he comes on and certain side items and things he will come on. And I handle most of the main dishes and the baking. Uh, so I'm when he's done, you know, he'll be like, oh, you need help with something. And sometimes I could be like, uh, no, I got it. You know, but I have to realize he is there. He's my partner to lean on. So and to lean on him more and knowing that he could do it. And we also, you know, we encourage this constant encouragement, managing each other's schedules, uh, keeping negative emotions out of the mix, which is a battle because, you know, we're human and those things can come up and and they're like ever present. It's like for every good thought, you're having maybe two or three bad thoughts. (laughs) So working together because we know one another, we can see those signs and we can, you know, stop and talk about it. And then just loving on each other, doing check-ins and um, realigning our mission goal and, you know, our core beliefs with our business. And the number one thing, Michael, is this, is love. If I truly love my wife, I'm going to treat her with love and everything. So when it comes to the business, that's how we've been succeeding with order. It's the love that we have for one another and the love that we put in our food. Absolutely. And I'm sure that's a great example too for your daughters, just seeing you guys as their parents and then also working in business. And I think that is such a great example for them. Would you agree? And just raising them up and like if they they already are learning to cook and bake and then they can see like, hey, mom and dad are doing it. And look, they still love each other while they're doing it and having a blast while they do it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, they're 10 and four. So, you know, they they are prone to more spats with each other. You have a toddler and, and then you have a, a well, you have a pre-K and then you have um, a fifth grader. So, you know, their dynamic is we're still working on it. We're still cultivating it. But yes, to set the example for them, 
for them to see as they get older. Yeah, very important. Even with my niece, she just turned two this past summer. And so we'll get a stool out when we're babysitting her mm. and she can't do very much, but I'll chop something. I'm like, now put this in there. Mm -hmm, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Touches it. I'm like, ooh, you're touching a lot of right? my hands. But I was like... <laughs> Just pray the, the right. fire and the, the heat will kill any germs. Right. Oh, did you wash your hands before you came here? Yeah, mommy, yeah. let me smell them. <laughs> As they're like <laughs> licking their hands and picking their nose. Right. <laughs> but I do think it is crazy because my mom, that's how she started with us when we were really little. And then she'd go to Bible studies like, my kids won't do anything. They can't help out. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, why didn't you start when they two to three? Like mm -hmm. they can sit on the mm -hmm. counter. They can stir a pot. Like it's very like little things. Yeah. But I think that is like crazy. And what I've seen with my niece and nephew of like, man, when I have kids, yes. Mm -hmm. Stand on the stool. And it's a little bit scary because I'm like, please don't fall. And yeah. <laughs> and then don't touch the knife. Don't touch this. But Yes, you can touch that. <laughs> mm -hmm, absolutely, yep. <laughs> and then when did you start this business? You mentioned like kind of right before the lockdowns and COVID and all of that, but when would you say your official, like this is when we started? So our official filing of our business, May 2021. And where were you at this time in your life? Like what was going on in the background or with mm -hmm. the family or with other jobs? Well, of course, you know, COVID was going on. It was, you know, at its height. So there were a lot of uh, societal changes uh, that was going on. Um, however, societal changes, but it was great opportunities for people to shift in their life to start things of their own, to come out of the workforce and to start cultivating the gifts that they were given from God and realizing their potential. So we were definitely, you know, encouraged by that as well. We got received the word and like, you need to start this. You need to do it. You've been talking about it for so long and you've been doing it here and there, but you did not really establish anything. And that's what really spoke to our spirit from God saying, you need to establish, you know, establish what you want to do. You got to build a foundation. And so 2021, and that's what we did. <laughs> Started laying it, established our foundation. And uh, here we are. I think that's super exciting to hear because usually you just hear of all the businesses that closed. Mm -hmm. But as I've been talking with more and more business owners, you hear a lot of them were inspired and like that's when they started it in mm -hmm. the mess. And I started this in like October of 2021. Okay. It was the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was like that, that summer resigning from my startup job mm -hmm. and I, was, I thought I was going to write a book, but I planned out a book, but did not do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I should start my business. Like when else am I going to do that? And I felt like God was telling me the yeah. same thing, you know, like now's the time. I'm like, okay, like that's not something anyone can tell you, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. when do you do it, mom and dad? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Get a job, get something that pays well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's what society would say. And so it is cool to see like people stepping out in faith and being like, okay, yeah. let's see where this goes, God. Take me there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, scripture says the kingdom is within us. So we got to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes society can damper it. And, you know, with our jobs, of course, we have to make a living, you know, and, and sometimes we get kind of fearful. If I don't do this, how am I going to pay the bills? But I tell you, we have not lacked in, in anything. So I'm not saying we live humble lives, that's for sure. <laughs> However, we have not lacked in anything. So praise be to God for that. And I noticed on your website, and we've already touched on it a little bit, or you have, about 
how everything is handmade. It is from scratch.、Mm-hmm. And that is a very big, important part of your business. So I would love to hear, like, why is that important? I mean, I can probably guess why. <laughs> like, if anyone cooks, they probably know. But I think most people don't know that when they're going out to eat or getting things catered, it doesn't necessarily mean it is healthy for them or that, you know, it's void of. Who knows what、mm-hmm. that is actually inside of it? So, I think people have different misconceptions or、mm-hmm. just confusion around, like, oh, but I went out and I got a salad, but then what was in the dressing and what、yeah. was in the chicken that you had? And what was, you know,、yeah. even a beautiful salad can not really be that good for you.、Right. But I'd love to hear, like, how does that work within your guys' business? So, that plays a big part in our business,、um, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do scratches because going back to the story, Of my aunts and grandmother and, and mother using some box mixes to doctor it up, I knew you know, some of the ingredients in the box mixes weren't always the best you know, ingredients. And you do your best with what you have. But then as, you, as we grew into our business, I said, you know, no, I, I want to get quality ingredients that are not going to affect the body in a, in a detrimental way, that people can feel good about eating and it still tastes good. And we can support you know, our local farmers and we can use all of these quality ingredients to make our food taste even better. So it's very、uh, important for the quality, the taste. And when people you know, read the ingredient list on our website, they can see, okay, they have 10 ingredients, but it's like all vegetables <laughs> or it's like handmade sauce, you know? So they're not seeing ingredients that they can't pronounce, <laughs> but they're seeing sugar, flour, milk, eggs, homemade milk, organic milk, you know, vanilla, pure vanilla extract, which is very important because. You have to be careful of the vanilla extract you buy because not all of it is actually pure. Some of it is imitation, so we don't use that.、Mm-hmm. So it's very important because the consumers, you know, they, they want to feel good about what they're eating and they want to know that it's not going to cause any detriment to their body. So, was it hard finding these when you mentioned like local farmers and sources around you? Was that a challenge in getting started or is that something you guys were already doing for yourselves in your home cooking so it wasn't as challenging? Uh, that's something we were doing for ourselves in our home cooking. North Carolina is very big on agriculture, so it has a, a huge agriculture community. So they have farmers markets in like every city here in North Carolina. You can find one. They have a really big one in Raleigh, North Carolina, so we can go there. They have one in our hometown here in Mebane, North Carolina. So something we do here now, we still buy vegetables from the store. You know, because it's easy access. So we still buy vegetables from the store, but we do our best to get organic. We do have a meat market that they source locally. So there's ways that you can do it. And I'm not saying, you know, conventional vegetables are all bad at all. I'm not saying that. But when you're able to and it's feasible for you, you know, you can get organic or you can grow it yourself. So, yeah, we have access to it. And have you seen that people really appreciate that you guys are using these high quality and more natural ingredients overall? Absolutely. That is the factor whether they're going to go with us or they're going to go with like another catering company. People are more、uh, health conscious these days, and or they're getting to be more health conscious. So, those ingredients that they see on our website can determine hey, you know, I'm going to stick with them, you know, because. They listed all of the ingredients and the stuff that I can pronounce, and it sounds good, and it, you know, and I hear good things about it. I think it's cool when you can see the ingredients, and then you are someone that can be reached out to. You can always ask you, like, hey, I'm allergic to that, or I'm not fond of that.、Mm-hmm. Do you have something else you could throw in, or just like, 
omit that because I think that is very helpful. Even at some restaurants, when you go out, you're like, what is actually in this? And like, it kind of says, but then you get it. You're like, oh, I wouldn't have ordered this <laughs> if it had that or like, it's too late to send it back. But I think that is really great with businesses such as yours where you have it all. And then I think I saw too, you can do like, there's little like check boxes too. Yeah. Things I- to add on. Absolutely. A lot of our items are cu- very customizable. So especially um, with people. So we're not a peanut free company and we make that clear. However, we caution that if you order anything from us, you have to let us know first. So if you're going to if you do have a peanut allergy that we have to make sure we sanitize everything first, clean everything first. And that will literally be like the only order that of that day that we work on just because of how severe that is. But we are able to make accommodations. And I think that's, you know, that's another thing. Some catering companies may not be as flexible as accommodating. But we are. And our customers very, uh, they like that a lot about us. And what does your baking setup look like? I feel like that is the most exciting, really for anyone who likes to bake or cook. (laughs) It's just like, where do you make all of this good food? (laughs) Yeah, so um, initially when we started, I had a rental kitchen. But, you know, when you start up, <laughs> finances and gaining capital can be very hard sometimes <laughs> as a startup. So uh, so we worked in a rental kitchen for a while, and then um, we're in the process of getting our home bakery uh, certified. So that's where we're at right now. How was it working in the rental kitchen? Because I've always wondered for 2020, of course, I was looking at all these different ideas and I was like, a food truck could be cool. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, can you make it on the food truck? And I think most of what I said was you'd probably want to get a rental kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Mm -hmm. how does that even work? Mm -hmm. But what was your experience with that? Uh, Well, it was a great experience. In North Carolina, they're very big on entrepreneurship. At least uh, I am, we are in Alamance County, Alamance, Orange County, Wake Forest County, very big on entrepreneurship. And so there are people out there who are willing to help you and hold your hand through like every step of the way. So um, when I met the people at the rental kitchen, they said, this is your space. You tell us what you need. We'll walk you through inspection. We'll help you, you know, every step of the way. And they had a tons of equipment. <laughs> I mean, they had a, uh, a chocolate maker. They had so much stuff in in the um, the rental kitchen warehouse. So it was a great experience. And the people that helped us were very nice. Awesome. And what do you see as the perks in your transition to getting mm-hmm. certified where you are now? What is like a really good thing for that in your business so far that you've taken from it? Well, the perks of a, of a home bakery is that, you know, of course, you can keep some of the funds in that you would push out to a rental kitchen. But then also, you know, you have the overhead of because now it's increased electricity and things like that. But you're able to operate. How would you say it? More, more on your own. Yeah. When you don't have the one like so-called like micromanaging mm-hmm. how you use certain supplies how much time you got to use on this and that. Yeah. See, at home, you can do what you want. Mm-hmm. You can take breaks when you want. Stuff like that because you're your own boss. And then you already know that how much time it's going to take to make certain items anyway. Right. So you have that leisure to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the rental kitchen, you have to book your time. And then you have to pay by the hour that you're booking. And then sometimes things go wrong. <laughs> like you, I made bake a cake and I don't know, something happened and I burnt it. <laughs> and so now I got to bake another cake. 
And that's extra time that I did not book. And so you're able to go over, but you have to pay that versus, you know, on your own certified home bakery, you know, if you mess up, you know, you don't have to worry about the extra money you have to push out. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I think that's super interesting because I think there are probably quite a few people listening who are interested in one day having, you know, either their own setup like you guys or want to get into, you know, food truck or restaurant mm-hmm. catering something. And that is something that I'm always intrigued by too of like, how do they do this process? Because at home, you're like, you know, you just go with the flow and like, yeah, oh, okay, that's fine. But I actually am just finishing up at as we're talking now, a job at Starbucks where we take like the food safety training and all of that. And something will drop on the counter. I'm like, at home, I would still eat this. But here, no, (laughs) like (laughs) for the food safety. But I'd love to talk about that too, about food safety, because I know that is so important. And for both for the customers that want to be assured, like, you know, yeah, yeah, are you handling the food safely? But as like, I just work in that. And so I always find that super interesting. And I think it's really good to hear from the businesses of like, yeah, you guys take this seriously. Like, <laughs> no matter where you are, it's not just good ingredients and, mm. you know, a smile on your face as <laughs> you give it to them. But there's this whole other side, which is like food safety. Absolutely. Uh, we have to get certified with uh, Serve Safe and we have to go through a manager program for that as well. Even with the process of making sure that our home bakery is certified, you know, an inspector has to come out and has to uh, make sure you have everything in place. It's like a whole checklist. So it's, it's no less of an importance at home versus in a rental kitchen or a restaurant. In a home bakery, you cannot have any pets whatsoever. So even if you have pets that stay outside, if they come inside at any point, you can't have a home bakery. And so thankfully, I'm allergic to cats and dogs, so we don't have to worry about that. God knew. Right. Right. So that's not something that we have to worry about. But if you want to start a home bakery in North Carolina, you know, we have those cottage laws. That's one of the things, you know, that you cannot have any animals. And that's for food safety, uh, which is very important. Um, we do follow when we cook. We wear our hair, hair nets, our gloves. We wash our hands. We sanitize everything. So it's very important. You know, if food falls on the ground, I'm not putting it in your dish. <laughs> it's, just, it's just going in the garbage. <laughs> so no, we're not, you know, taste testing with, with the spoon that we're stirring with. So all of those same practices, keeping temperatures of foods and stuff, all of those same practices we follow because it's so important. Even, you know, with my husband, on the grill, he follows those same, you know, food temperature practices and temperature control, which is important to avoid the bacteria from growing on the food. In college, I had taken, well, I was in hospitality, but I took a whole class on that. And the whole thing about the meats and the temperatures mm-hmm. made me so paranoid. Yeah. Anytime we go out, I'm like, well done, well done. Yep. Like, uh, uh, uh. And when I cook, I'm like, I'd rather the chicken be a little drier than yeah. Because I'll stick, which now I've gotten better. Like as you cook with meat more, it becomes, I think, a little less scary. But Mm -hmm. that was something like when you sit through a whole class and like weeks of seeing all these case studies of like this one restaurant did this and it affected the whole community. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And crazy too, if people don't know, they can trace it back to the original source. So as soon as I think it's like two or three people, well, you might know if you're doing the the manager side of it, Mm -hmm. like as soon as if couple people start going to hospitals they go through where did you eat right what food did you eat and then they 
boom, 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 and they can find the exact restaurant, the time that it was served, like, it gets intense and, like, very scary. So, all the better <laughs> yes, if you absolutely. do it correctly. It's like that movie, um, Contagion. Did you see that movie? Contagion. I think contagious. so. But it was the same thing. They were able to trace back where the food got contaminated or where the person got sick from the restaurant and then where they passed it on from. And I was like, wow. But yeah, you, you can connect the dots to trace it back. So we want to make sure that we are all taking those precautions <laughs> to keep each other safe. And it always kills me, the people that I had been working with, they would like run their fingers through their hair or like smear their face. I'm like, you know, you got to wash your hair, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to touch your face, be walking your way to the Right, sink. right. And some of them wouldn't. I'm like, this is killing me because anything you touch, like boom. Mm-hmm. Or like the gloves are just like hands. So you had to like wash your hands, put on the gloves. Yep. And I'd work with people, I'd, I was a trainer. And so they're like, but I'm putting gloves. I'm like read the rules. You got to wash your hands, put on the gloves. As soon as the gloves get soiled, you take them off, wash them, put on a, mm-hmm. put on another one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, your poor hands, like my poor hands are like just completely dried out. Yeah. Which I'm glad the job is ending because I'm like, my hands will heal. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the dishpan hands, they're just so dry and brittle and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and could you guys talk about how you do interweave creativity within baking? I know you already mentioned it a little bit, but that is something that I think is so cool as I've learned and gotten better at cooking and baking and really seeing that you can bring creativity into this. It's not something that I think many people realize or think where they're like, I'm not creative. I don't draw or paint or (laughs) play music. But you're like, no, we are creative human beings. And guess what? You can do that with cooking and baking. Yes, you absolutely can. I'll speak on the baking part and then you can speak on, you know, the grilling part. But a big part of, of baking is a cake design. So I'm not sure if you've seen all the trends. You probably have seen all the trends of the different cake designs and the illusions and things like that. So that's where a lot of the creativity comes into play. So you can have a basic plain vanilla cake with buttercream frosting, but on the outside of it, it can have like roses. It can have different colors. It's just an artistic work. And that's really the creative side of it. It's like art. It really is art where you can make something come to life from a picture that you saw. Or if a bride wants you to mimic the colors in her dress, you can paint those colors like abstractly on the cake and do different techniques. And my daughter, my 10 year old, she's an artist and she's really, really good at it. So I have her do sketches for me to do cake designs. And that's how you know, as if we can incorporate her into the business as well, so she can have something to contribute. But that's where the creative side for baking comes. And then, of course, you know, flavor profiles. You can play around with different flavors and textures of your baked goods to see what tastes good and, you know, what doesn't. So uh, it's very flowing. You can just let your creative juices just flow. So, Mike, I was told this a while ago by my godmother. She said, anything that you put together that you like is going to taste better. So, say if you like extra cinnamon with extra cocoa and you like the ingredients together, you put them together, it's going to taste better. And that's the same thing with, you know, grilling and smoking meat and stuff like that. Is what type of seasonings that you can create that's going to give a different taste that, one, you haven't tasted and you can introduce to those that's going to, you know, taste your food. I mean, I've also made my own dry rubbers as well. 
So that's the creative part of it where stuff that you see in a normal grocery store, you can buy those things like garlic powder, onion powder, black pepper, cayenne pepper, smoked paprika. You can buy those things and create one new spice that no one has never tasted. That's super cool. I know recently we didn't get a taco packet mix <laughs> for like ground meat, which is like, uh, whatever. But then I was like, let's look up a recipe online. And it was using a lot of those same ingredients. Mm -hmm. And we, I put it all together. I'm like, this looks just like what we pay right. for, <laughs> you know, and it, granted it's only like a dollar or $2 or something, but I was like, cool. And it was enough for like two meals. So I like put it in a baggie and I saved him like, we had all these ingredients and I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy that you can put it together and then, you know, it's shelf stable so you can keep it, make a big jug of it. And now you have taco seasoning to last you a couple months. <laughs> yeah. And I agree when you say like, if you like what you're doing and creating, it makes a, a big difference. I've seen that with just making customers drinks where they'll be like, when you make it, it tastes so much better. I'm like, <laughs> well... Like I follow, well, first of all, I followed the recipe and the standards they give, which I'm like, that's why we have them there. But I, when I would train people, I would tell them, I'm like, imagine if you were the customer, what would you want? Would you want three inches of whipped cream that's going to disappear by the time you show up? And then you're like, why is my cup half full? Mm -hmm. No, you would not want that. Whipped cream will disappear. It's like the, the foo-foo, you know, like mm -hmm. freely like, oh, we put whipped cream. So I would always like, we leave like a quarter inch and we do a little whipped cream because they're paying for the drink. Yeah. They want the drink. They don't want whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> but like just that mentality for me, I'm like, maybe that makes a huge difference because people would say like comments like that. I'm like, I like, I'm a hard worker. Yes. But I don't do anything like super special besides like if I were to eat this matcha latte, which to me like was always super stinky, the green powder. <laughs> but, I was like, if I was to drink this, how would I want it? And then, you know, we make it that way. Mm -hmm. So I agree, like, makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to talk about on your website, what are the different categories of foods? How do you guys have that set up? And maybe like some favorites from each of those? Because as I mentioned, it all looks good. <laughs> but okay. it's always interesting to hear how it's set up. Yeah. So on our website, um, the first page you have is going is listed as eats. And that's where we have um, single plates. It goes from single plates to just for two and then for a family of four. And in that category, you have like chicken tenders, baked macaroni and cheese, which is a favorite. Salad is on there too. And one thing about the salads that I love is they're a fixing salad. So if you have a salad, you can make it into like a whole dinner meal with the fixings that you put on it. So you can put chicken, beans, corn, all those things. And next thing you know, you have a full complete dinner. And it's not that heavy or it can be heavy depending on how many fixings you put on there. <laughs> but it's it's filling for you. And then we have our um, our cakes. Strawberry cake is one of uh, a favorite strawberries and cream cake. Chocolate cake is like my husband's all-time favorite. And then our desserts, one of my favorites on our desserts is, well, I have a few, the salted caramel banana pudding. And we use Biscoff cookies in there as well as vanilla wafers and Mama Flo's cherry cheesecake. That's my mother's cherry cheesecake recipe that she passed down. And every time we brought that for a celebration at church, I mean, it could not stay on the table long enough. <laughs> so that, that cherry cheesecake went. So that's uh, definitely a customer favorite, uh, the cherry cheesecake. 
And another customer favorite is the chicken lettuce wraps. And that's something that I've been making like for dinner for a long time. And my family loves it. And so um, I put it on the menu and it, it, it goes. People love chicken lettuce wraps. And it's healthy. You can get it with jasmine rice or without jasmine rice. But it's, it's a filling and it's a healthy meal. And it's good to the soul. I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> and how do the family feasts work? Because I know that is a tab too. And I clicked oh, it. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that looks super tasty. Yeah, so the family feast. So one thing I noticed uh, at restaurants and also with catering companies is they always cater to like single meals or a la carte meals. It's not really like a family thing. And, you know, you have big families, family of four, five, six, and to be able for them to order um, a meal that feeds the whole family instead of having to order individual meals, which could probably cost more than just ordering a family meal and the food going a longer way. We decided, you know, we need to have that because in our church, we have a lot of big families in our community. There are a lot of big families and they want to have like a family feast, like a Saturday night. Mom doesn't want to cook. She just wants to order a good meal, but maybe she don't, she's tired of pizza. Maybe she's tired of Chinese and she wants something different. So we have saw that that's a problem. So we came up with having a family feast menu where you can order a few days in advance. We can have it ready for you by Saturday. You could pick your items and feed your family for, you know, Saturday, Sunday, maybe Monday, depending on how hungry everybody is. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it does sound so nice to be able to have that good food brought to you. Because I think that's why I like making the food myself and being at home because you know what's in it. It's fun to create. But yeah, on those days where you're like, I am just so tired. Like, man. And if you know that, most people know that. Like, on this day of the week, the house is crazy. (laughs) And like, it would be so nice to have good food, especially when you can't have leftovers. I feel like that is always super important. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. That's one thing um, that a lot of our customers like is that our portions, they offer a little extra. So you're able to have leftovers. And so that's a good thing because I'm looking for that too. You know, as as a mom, I have to feed myself and my husband and my children. So it's a blessing to have leftovers. So the next night you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about dinner. We got leftovers. You all can warm it up yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And as we get towards the end of this, I would love to hear both an up and a down that you guys have experienced in the business so far, because I think a lot of times we always see on social media, like our friends who have businesses, like, look at me. It's all great. It's so much fun. We're having a blast, which that is amazing. And that is great to have those moments when you are up high. But I think just as important is to hear when people have hit like a low or they're down, but then they get back up. So I'd love if you guys could share one of both of those with us. Well, thankfully, there's not been too many downs. But I mean, the downside is when the well gets dry, when you're not getting the orders and the customer base. But that never, you know, stop you from, you know, doing what you love to do. And it's just, you know, you know, God will open a door for someone to call you that may need something. And that's your up moment right there, knowing that God has provided that, you know, that way for you to uplift your spirit. Because I'm going to tell you, when you do something that you really love, you put everything inside. You put everything that's inside you in it. And then what happens is 
where you don't see it prospering like the way you mm -hmm. see it does, it drains you spiritually as well. Mm -hmm. So when God sees that, he's going to honor that and have someone make, make an order. And then when they order from you, then they give you more than what you asked for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why I would say what the up is about it too, that you never know what you're going to receive at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You may, for example, charge $200 for a family feast. Once we give it to the family, the family may come back and say, here's another $100, thank you, <laughs> type deal. But our expectation was just the $200, but we asked for it. It's also the increases you get too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would say that was a, to me, that would be an up right there, knowing that you may go down for a little while, for a little while but you will get back up. Right. Righteous mm -hmm. man falls seven times, but he gets up. Mm -hmm. So. Right. And there was an, another moment earlier on when I was questioning, you know, the name of our business. Is this the right name? Is it catchy enough? You know, is it the Good Baking Company? That sounds kind of, you know, plain. And, you know, I was just having all of these negative thoughts. And my husband was like, well, what makes it so good? And I said, well, you know, the, the love that I put into it, the time that we put into it and, and how it tastes. And he said, yeah, he said, the love that that um that God has put in you to produce this food. He said, that's what makes it good. And, you know, the scripture, um, Psalm 34 and 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusted in him. And that's our tagline for our business. And it's, it's so true. You know, you're going to have those moments where, you feel like you're not living up to the expectation that you see on social media. But the reality is, is that that's social media. And what you see in front of you is what you have produced with your hands. And if you feel you need to improve, well, then improve. Go back to the drawing board, you know, and meditate. What can I do to 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 spice this up a little bit? Or it may not even be you. It just it's a dry season. That's just really what it is. It's just a dry season. And then you have to learn how to be content in that dry season. And then like my husband said, you know, a window will open, a door will open. And then next thing you know, you're going to flux of orders. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle it. You're overflowing. <laughs> they were like, okay, God, slow down a little bit, please. I need some sleep. <laughs> right. So you know, in any field, in any industry, you're going to have high seasons. You're going to have low seasons. Um, but you really have to have that anchor to sustain you through all of those seasons, through all of those times. And that's what's really good about working together, husband and wife and a film business is that our anchor is God and then each other. And so we're able to endure those times. Um, the, those low moments, they can get low if you let them take you there. <laughs> so you got to got to smile through it and and then just look forward to the good moments because they're going to come. And what's the future for your business? Do you have any short-term or long-term goals that you all are excited for that get you pumped up and just like, let's go? Mm -hmm. So the future is, you know, of course, getting our kitchen certified. Um, we are also in the process of looking to purchase a home. So we want to be able to build out a bigger kitchen within that. So that's definitely one of our uh, short-term goals and continuing, you know, to serve our community and to serve our, um, to serve everyone. So looking into some shipping options for cakes, <laughs> exploring that option. Cause I see, you know, that is a trend going on. I see a couple um, people doing it. I kind of shied away from it. And I was like, oh, I don't know about it. I don't know about it, but it's definitely doable. So 
stepping out of comfort zones is another thing in growth, you know, in business. You got to step out of your comfort zone and do something to get different results. So we're hopeful for our future with our short-term goals. And I'll let you know, maybe you can be our first test to send a cake to. <laughs> that would be fun. All the way to California. You're like, I'll- let's see. I'll take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You can let us know how it is. And how can we best support you and your business? Like right now, it sounds like you guys are local to your area. Mm -hmm. So for people listening that are near you, which I'm assuming a lot of people like you're going to be blasting this out like, hey, you guys like (laughs) humbly listen to this. Like it's pretty good. (laughs) But if anyone is like in the area and listening, what can they do to support you? How do they reach out and like get you some business. Absolutely. So we are on Facebook Can look us up by the Good Baking Company or the Good Baking Co. LLC. On Facebook, we are on Instagram, thegoodbaking.co, at thegoodbaking.co on Instagram. You can reach us on our website, www.thegoodbakingcompany.com. If you are in the Triad area, Piedmont, Alamance County, Wake Forest, Durham, uh, Hillsboro areas, um, please reach out to us. And in our local community, um, when you order from us, delivery is free. So if you're a Mebanite listening, <laughs> delivery is free for your orders. Um, that's our thank you for being our neighbor. And and that's, that's how you can reach us. Oh, our phone number, 919-642-3098. Awesome. And I'll go ahead and have this all in the show notes as well. So those listening can boom, easily get in contact with you. And I love to ask business owners advice that you have for someone who is aspiring to be in, you know, the baking related business as well as those in it. So if one of you would like to start with some advice you would give for someone who is listening and they're like, maybe I want to do this. Like, what would you tell them? The first thing is I would tell them never give up. And I I would tell them, if you truly want and have the desire and passion to do this business, don't let no obstacles get in your way. And don't let no one tell you that you cannot do it. You can't. And the moment you allow fear to settle in, you've already defeated yourself. You can't go in fearful. You have to go in with faith. Mm -hmm. And fear and doubt is the number one faith killer. And once you have those in a place of where you should be putting faith is, you're not going to make it. But I would encourage you, once you start, see it all the way to the end. Mm. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. Rocky roads. Smooth roads. But the more of the story is this. You're going through them and you're not letting nothing hinder you from your goal. Mm-hmm. Reach your destiny and see how, you know. If it's of the most high's will, God's will, he will continue to bless it. If not, he will take you another direction and you're going to see that path. Yeah. And I would like to add, have a plan, at least something written out. Put your vision on paper and meditate on it and do things that's going to bring that vision to life. And then find other people who are visionaries like you to assist to assist you, for you guys to feed off of each other. Find that support group that's going to help you and encourage you. So when you are having those down moments, you all can pick each other up. Like my husband said, it was going to be high and lows. But when it's high, enjoy the high and um, prepare for the low. 
<laughs> and when it's low, endure the low and prepare for the high and uh, just keep persevering. And if you, if you can try to reinvent yourself as often as you can and what's work is working and you can see what's not working and, and change it. But definitely do not be prideful when you get a little momentum going. Don't let pride set in because that can be snatched away from you very quickly. So stay humble and just appreciate, you know, appreciate the journey. Amazing. That is so great to hear from both of you. And any final thoughts or encouragement to leave us with today? I mean, you already shared a ton. Even in your low point, enjoy it as well. Mm. Use the low points as a self-examiner because... It might not be, be something that you're doing for the business wrong. It might be something in your character you need to change so your business can operate better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't look at a low moment as, oh, a dreary time. Look at it as, you know, you still being, be joyful, be happy. Of course, it's not going to feel good, but use that time to see what can I improve on within myself to make my business be more su- successful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll, I'll also add on to that. Uh, customer service. Work on your people skills. Work on your customer service. Work on your communication. And those are things that I know, and me personally, that I have a struggle with. Not so much customer service, but making sure I stay on top of communications. But customer service, people want to feel that you appreciate them. They want to feel that you value them and their hard-earned dollar. So, you know, I'm sure you have experience going into places and they just want your money, but they don't care about you. And if you are going to work in an industry where you're dealing with people face-to-face, you know, you have to make sure that you make the customer feel that they are valued and that you um, appreciate them. So work on those customer service skills and smile. Yep, a smile goes a very long way. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much for being here with us today. It was such a pleasure talking to you both. Thank you so much, Michael, for having us. This was definitely fun. We enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for your time. All right, you guys, what did you think of that? Pretty great interview and awesome to hear their own story and just how they work together. I think that for me was one of my favorite parts of just hearing a husband and wife duo who are in it together through everything and they're raising their family and they're able to support their family and God is providing for them and their businesses. And I just think it was super awesome to hear, to talk with them about and especially about having faith as you're going out and doing your own businesses or really just your life altogether and knowing that you can't let fear and doubt come in to your life and just squash out that faith because it is so easy to listen to the world and the people that are going to say negative things that are not going to encourage you that really i mean starting it your own business is a ton of work and there's so much that goes into it that most people they would not encourage you to do that or they can't even understand why you would want to do that so if you let all of that come in then guess what you're probably not gonna make it or even start so i think everything they shared was just so great and such 
great advice for how one should live their life, especially if you are someone like me who is going into having your own business. So just make sure that you are checking in with God, make sure you're headed in the right direction, and from there, just know that he can and will provide for you. So go ahead and check out the show notes, get in contact with them, support them, do whatever you can to just even reach out and say that you enjoyed hearing from them. I know they would super appreciate it. So with that, I'm going to leave you here. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll be talking to you all very soon. Thanks for listening to Fisher Philbrick The Show. Here's how you can best support us. You can subscribe, comment, and rate the show. You can share this podcast with your social circles and even consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show. Any of these items that you're able to do will make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening and for your support.